listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Okay, so this evening, um, we're going to be continuing with our Keep Calm and Carry On uh, series. A pastor's been talking to us about several different things, obviously, and about change. And one of those things he's talking about uh, is our physical well-being, our physical health, which obviously is very, very important. He's spoken and touched upon the fact that in the Bible it says our body is our temple. He's talked about that. And also the fact that, obviously, the longer we're around, then the longer we can actually be introducing people to Christ and spreading the word as we're instructed to do uh, in the word. So this evening, we have got an expert who's going to be speaking to you about food and nutrition. Uh, Miss Denise Delphin, uh, one of our family members, is actually going to be speaking to us for a few moments. And at the end of this, there is going to be also a questions and answers session. Um, She will answer any question that you have on anything about food or nutrition and the like. And um, if she doesn't know the answer, which is not likely, um, then she will get back to you and tell you at a later stage. Okay, so um, she is so well qualified that I actually have a proper resume um, and a summary here of her career, which I'm going to read out to you word for word so that I don't miss anything important. Okay, so Denise Delvin has been uh, a registered dietitian or nutritionist for 30 years. The majority of her time has been spent in practice within the clinical or community setting where she's been responsible for assessing the nutrition status of clients, developing a plan of care, and educating the client in nutrition modifications to improve their overall nutritional health. In addition, she has taught courses at three universities and served as a preceptor for a number of dietitian interns in training. Currently, Denise is a dietitian with Fresenius Medical Care, forgive me if I pronounced that incorrectly, uh, which provides dialysis care in the Baton Rouge community. Now, as I've said, uh, we're going to ask Miss Denise to come up and speak. Uh, and at the end of that, um, if you want to be writing this down, uh, right now her email address is denise.delphen, D-E-L-P-H-E-N, at yahoo.com. That is actually written down at the back there on the way out. And if you have any questions that you don't want to ask this evening, feel free to email her. So we will, uh, with no further ado, invite Miss Denise to come up. If you'd like to give her a hand just to welcome her aboard. Okay. Well, I'm kind of impressed y'all are here. I don't usually have many people dying to see me. Usually my clients are actually trying to avoid me, but um, they'd rather not talk to the dietitian. They think we're the food police. But just to, um, just to assure you that's not the case, my husband will tell you that I like ice cream and cookies and French fries just as much as anybody else does. So, you know, uh, to start with, also to say a part of our thing is to be calm and carry on. Be calm. There's not going to be any food. I'm going to tell you you can never eat again or anything like that. We're not going to have any true confessions of what you ate today. No weigh-ins when you leave. Nothing like that. So don't have to worry about that. What we want to talk about a little bit tonight is the fact that 
The life that we've been given and the health that we were born with and we have now is a gift from God. No matter what your current state of health is, I can assure you there is somebody out there who is in worse shape than you are. That's right. So it is a gift, and it's really up to us to preserve that gift. It's, I would tell people, if somebody were to give you a quarter of a million dollar house you didn't have to pay for, would you punch holes in the wall? Would you let the roof fall in? Would you, you know, let the paint flake off the outside of it? No, you wouldn't. It's the same thing with your health. You've been given this wonderful gift. You can either preserve it or you can blow it. It's totally up to you. Um, Before we talk much about food or anything, one thing that I do want to mention is that if you do nothing else or if you hear nothing else, let me tell you the most important thing that you can do to preserve your health. Okay? The most important thing. If you smoke, stop. Okay? Get help. See your doctor. Do whatever you got to do. Stop smoking. If you have high blood pressure or you have diabetes, get them under control, not what you call control. Okay? I have patients who come in, and we'll be talking about their diabetes, and I'll say, well, how's your blood sugar running? Oh, it's great. It's almost never over 200. <laughs> and I'm like going, oh, my Lord, it's 200. You know, when normal is 107 and below. So get it under control to what your doctor would call under control, not what you would call under control. We have a lot of new guidelines now. Used to, when you'd go into the doctor and your blood pressure was 140 over 90, they would say that was great. That's now considered high blood pressure. 120 over 80 and below is what we're aiming for. So again, if you've got any of those three things going on in your life, if you do nothing else, don't change what you eat, don't exercise, anything else, take care of those three things. Those three things cause the most long-term health problems and disabilities of anything that we can do. So if you fix those three things right there, you're, you're really giving yourself a great chance of extending your life and being healthy. Okay? What we're going to talk a little bit about is that there's really three things that we do that affect our health. It's how we move our body, how we fuel our body, and how we rest our body. Those three things determine what we do and how healthy we are. So the first one I was going to talk briefly about is about how we move our body. Most people would say any kind of movement in the world for your body is great. No matter, just something, just move. Well, I'm going to contend that there's three movements we probably need to try to eliminate or reduce in our life. The first is the thumb movement, the one you use on the remote control. (laughs) Okay, we need to reduce that one, okay? We don't need a whole lot of the thumb action. The other one we don't need a lot of is the finger movement. That's the one where we're running the mouse around on the computer and typing on the keyboard. Again, we don't really need a whole lot of that movement. The third movement we don't need a whole lot of is elbow movement. That's the movement to bring the fork to your mouth. Okay, or your fingers to your lips. We don't need a whole lot of that one either. Other than those three movements, anything you can do will help improve your overall well-being. I'm giving you an example. Stand up. If we were to stand for the hour, a little over an hour that we are in church on Wednesday nights, that alone would make you burn 100 more calories. Doing nothing else. Not moving your arms, not jumping up and down, doing nothing else. Just standing up, okay? So you can sit back down. (laughs) So, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do. And most people tell me, I try not to give people more, when I talk to them about things that they need to do to improve the health, I try not to give people more than three things to do. 
And so I'm going to tell you tonight that no matter what we talk about, don't leave here thinking, or don't go to your doctor's office and leave the doctor's office thinking, oh, my Lord, I've got a, a list of 25 things that, I've, that are just major problems with me. If you go out of here thinking, I've got all this stuff that I need to change, you'll be so overwhelmed that you'll decide it's not worth the trouble and you'll do nothing. Okay? So choose three things. Like I said, if, sm- if you smoke, make that the number one thing or get your blood pressure and diabetes under control. But choose three things, any three things. It doesn't matter. Once you can do those three things, then you can either expand on that or you can add another one, okay? One of the things that people always tell me is, I do not have time to exercise. There is just no time of the day I cannot exercise. You know, I have a hard time believing that you don't waste 10 or 15 minutes somewhere in your day. Would most of you agree that there's some place you'll waste 15 minutes, whether it's watching TV? You know, I, I, I I hate playing with the computer. Most people love playing with the computer. I hate it because I look up and realize an hour's gone by and I've totally wasted this time. It was just Googling around on the computer looking for something. So most people waste 15 minutes. Just take that 15 minutes. If it's before work, after work, at lunchtime, and do something. It doesn't really matter. Once you find that you can, you can do 15 minutes, 10 minutes, you can always expand it. But start with something. If it's just walking in the hallway in your house, something to get moving. Okay? That's all I'm going to say about moving and about exercise. That's not really my specialty as far as setting up exercise plans. What I want to talk about is how we fuel our bodies. To be honest, if I could convince people that food is just fuel, we wouldn't have any problems, okay? If I could convince you that food is like the gas in your car, and that's as we live in the United States, and we live in Louisiana. (laughs) And I grew up in a household where we laugh about my dad, grew up in the Depression, is that his conversations with his brother centered around planting and growing it, Raising it and butchering it, cooking it, and eating it. Okay, that's what they talked about. But again, if you can get yourself to the point where you can see food as fuel and not something that has to be a gourmet thing all the time, you're going to be halfway there to eating healthier. If you can just get yourself to that point. One of the first things that you need to to realize is that you have to balance the calories you eat with what you exercise. A lot of times people are like, I don't want to, you know, but I like my french fries. I like my cookies. I like whatever. That's fine. No problem. The question is, is it worth that other 45 minutes on the treadmill? That's how I look at it. You know, if you think about it, is it worth it? Because we have to balance. I'm not even going to tell you that you have to lose weight. We certainly don't have to reach ideal body weight, which most people haven't seen since high school. But not increasing our weight for most people is something we need to aim for. So that's just balancing it out. Now, if you're going to look at things in your diet that you need to significantly change, the three biggest things to try to eliminate or reduce in your diet, and I'm not going to tell you there's any food not to eat. I've never told anybody that in my entire life. I've worked 30 years, and I've never told somebody you can never have a Hershey's candy bar again or anything like that. There are no bad foods. My motto is they're bad habits. Okay? And you've got to keep in mind, I can't have Hershey bars every day and be healthy. I could have Hershey bars occasionally and be healthy. That's not the problem. 
But if you want to look at three things in your diet that we all significantly need to change, myself included, is the first is that we need to reduce trans fats. If you don't know what a trans fat is or you've heard that buzzword out there forever, a trans fat is when we've taken a liquid oil and we make it solid. So margarines, shortenings are trans fats, okay? Butter is a saturated fat. It's an animal fat that's not great for us. But we now know that trans fats are even worse. So whereas we used to tell you, don't eat butter, eat margarine, I would now tell you, you're actually better off eating butter if you're going to eat a solid stick of something. Okay? But again, do I need to put a whole stick of it into a pot of peas? Mm, probably not. You know, we need to still lower the how much fat that we take in. And again, in Louisiana, we eat a lot of fat and a lot of fried foods and things. But trans fat's so important that they tell us now that you should only get a couple of grams of this a day in your diet. Now, in order to only get a couple of grams of trans fat, that means I can't eat margarine at all because I'm going to get that in less than a teaspoon of it. And trans fat's real hard. If you just look at the labels of things, a lot of times it will say trans fat zero. That's not the whole story because if it's less than 0.5 grams, they don't have to put it on there. And well, you, 0.5 grams times 4 is your 2 grams. So you have to look at the, the label of the ingredients. And you look for anything that says hydrogenated, okay? Just look for the word hydrogenated. If it says that, then it's got trans fat in it, okay? Even some liquid spray butters or spray Pam and stuff like that have trans fat in them. So look for that word. Cut down your total fat, your animal fats. And the other big thing to avoid is high fructose corn syrup. There is a huge correlation in children between the intake of high fructose corn syrup and obesity. And if you haven't heard, which you should have heard from a million people by now, we have an epidemic of obesity in children. We are seeing children with type 2 diabetes and hypertension who are 10 years old, okay, and because they are obese. So high fructose corn syrup is the, is the sugar that's put into soft drinks. It's put into a lot of fruit juices. It's, they're not pure fruit juice. A lot of them have got a corn syrup in them. It's put into baked goods, cookies, cereals, all kinds of things. So again, another thing to look for on the label is look for those words, high fructose corn syrup. Over any other kind of sugar. I'm not even telling you never eat sugar. Again, I like cookies too, Okay. But look for the words high fructose corn syrup. So are soft drinks inherently evil? There's some people who would tell you, yes, they are, and some people tell you that they're not. I'm not going to get into that, but I'm going to tell you they have high fructose corn syrup, which we already know is really bad for you. So you have to look at that. Now, let's talk about what positive thing you can do besides reading labels, okay, because reading labels gets really old. You need to eat, we now know, that you should eat half of your plate should be full of fruits and vegetables, okay? Half. When you sit down and fill up your plate, half fruits and vegetables. Now, that's a real problem if you don't like vegetables, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And if you have children who don't like vegetables, then I encourage you to try them different ways, to serve them raw, cook them, bake them, do different things. And on the back table, I left a handout, and it talks about some gives you a list of some ways to try to increase the vegetables and the fruits in your diet. There are a lot of people out there who are using the high-protein diets. 
High-protein diets work for some people to lose weight. I'm not saying they don't. But they're not the long-term diet we should be following long-term. We actually should only have protein or meat on about a fourth of our plate. Half vegetable, fourth meat, and then the other fourth could be whole grains or something like that. Okay? And then a glass of milk out on the side or something would be fine. So if you want to start doing something positive, start by trying to up those fruits and vegetables in your diet and eat more whole grains. Now, I'm going to give you six what are considered really superfoods. Okay? These are great superfoods, high nutrient, high vitamin, full of antioxidants, wonderful foods. And I, like anybody else, could eat more of them. Okay? Citrus fruit. That's oranges, okay, things like that. Citrus fruit, sweet potatoes, okay, very, very high in vitamins, very high in fiber, and the kind of fiber that controls your cholesterol and your glucose. Uh, green leafy vegetables, cabbage, greens, broccoli, etc. A lot of people say, oh, my kids won't eat greens. You know, I fed a whole group of like 30 children spinach one day, and they didn't know they were eating it because I put it in a wrap, and they had turkey spinach wraps. They thought with, with some ranch dressing on them, they thought it was just great. And after they finished eating, and I said, well, you know, you just ate spinach. And they were fine with it, you know. It's just that I didn't tell them ahead of time they were eating spinach. Um, if you're going to eat a lettuce, eat the dark lettuces the romaine, the kale, things like that. I eat iceberg, but I will tell you that I eat so many other green leafy things it doesn't really matter. I'm getting the green leafy stuff other places. Nuts, again, are very, very good for you. Again, they have lots of calories, so don't just go crazy. You don't need to sit down and eat a can of mixed nuts, you know, at one setting. And we won't talk about those people who are laughing because they probably do that. Um, <laughs> The best ones, if you're going to choose, unfortunately, are not peanuts. You know, that's what are out there. But walnuts and almonds are very good nuts to eat. They're very high in a, the type of fat that's good for you, uh, which is like also the olive oil fats that are good for you, and canola oils and flax seeds is what's in the nuts. And so sprinkling nuts on a salad or just having a small handful or making granola or something, that's great. Eat more beans, dry beans, not green beans, okay? I love it when people tell me, oh, we eat vegetables, corn, and green beans. Those are probably the two lowest vitamin vegetables that are out there. But they're better than a lot of things. Okay? So that's okay if that's what you eat. And then the other thing is whole grains. Now, all that's great to say, but then the question is, is how do you do it? Okay? It's great to say you need to do all those things, but it's like, but that means I have to change things. Well, the first thing to do if you're going to try to incorporate all of that and you go to the grocery store and you're overwhelmed because it's like, where did I go and where am I going to get all this stuff? First of all, you shop on the outside aisles of the grocery store. Okay? That's where the healthy food is. Think about it. The produce section is on the outside. The lean meats are on the outside. Your eggs, dairy products, you know, are on the, on the outside. Some stores put their frozen foods there. Okay? So you want to spend the majority of your shopping time on the outside aisles of the grocery store without ever going down any of the other aisles, okay? I used to, John used to laugh and tell me that I wasn't allowed to go down the cookie aisle because they called to me. They begged to be taken home. They're so lonely being left there on the shelf. But uh, I've learned to resist the cookie aisle and not go down there. So if you're going to venture into the store, into the other aisles, you want to go down the aisle that's got, like, the rice, you know, the whole wheat pastas, 
you know, the beans, the dry beans, those kinds of things. Venture down for that or the frozen foods. And, and when you get frozen foods, you're not looking for the pre-made pizzas and stuff. You're looking for just the regular vegetables that don't have anything on them, you know, no cheese sauces and butters added. If you're going to do that, do it yourself where you control how much you put on it, okay? So shop the outside aisles. Give up fruit juice and eat fruit, okay? Eat fruit. Then you don't have to worry about hunting for high fructose corn syrup in the fruit juice because you won't be drinking it. And that's probably one of the worst things that we do with small children is we give them all this juice to drink, and we think it's healthy. And really, after about four ounces of juice a day, that's all the vitamin stuff we're going to get out of there that we need for the day. So drinking juice all day is not a good solution for us or for a child, either one. So eat fruit. Go to the produce stand. You know, when it's in, buy things. If you're worried about the cost of it, buy it when it's in season. If you're going to have to get canned fruit, then just buy one that's in juice. I understand that sometimes fresh fruit's expensive. Another thing I want to tell you is, is that we don't need to go and find the largest red delicious apple we can find. That's not a serving size. Go find that bag of apples that comes and they're about baseball size. That's a serving of fruit. Okay? So we don't need to necessarily go buy. You realize a large, red, delicious apple like that might be 200 calories? I mean, and you, you don't really have to have it. That's going to be at least two servings of fruit. But you can buy the little small bags of apples and stuff and oranges and really for a lot less money than going and picking up those giant pieces of fruit. Um, read your ingredients. Look for the trans fat, the saturated fat, and the fru- high fructose corn syrups. Um, Shop the sales flyer. Number one, look for what's on sale that's healthy and go to those aisles. Number two, if you shop the sales flyer and make up a list, then you're not so prone to pick all of everything else that's up. And believe me, they put things on the end of aisles and by the cash register because they're impulse items to get you to buy them. So if it's not on your list, you don't buy it. Okay. Um, a lot of people think that eating lean meat is too expensive. And lean meat can be expensive, okay? but in the long run, it's less expensive because you waste less of it. So when you buy fatty meats because they sound cheap, they actually, for the protein and the nutrients you get, you, don't, you spend a lot of money for, to get little return. So lean meats. Another thing is that people, eggs have been given a really bad rap. People think they can't eat eggs. Eggs are very nutritious. They're very high in protein, especially if you eat extra egg whites or something. They're cheap. So for the calories and for the price, they've got great vitamins and minerals and protein and stuff in them. So, you know, eat eggs. I promise that eggs alone are not going to send your cholesterol up. Trans fats and saturated fats will send your cholesterol up. Um, get dry beans. I was amazed they said that the food banks don't want dry beans anymore because people don't know how to cook them. So they don't. People don't know how to cook dry beans. So it's okay to buy canned beans. That's fine. That's one canned food or buy canned vegetables without other things on them. But canned beans would be nutritious and they're cheap. You can also buy tuna fish, very cheap on sale at times in the store or at Dollar General or something. Buy the one that's water-packed or in the canola oils or something like that. And you can actually get those for a pretty good price. Go to the bread store. The bread store has whole grain breads, whole grain pastas, sometimes whole grain tortillas and stuff. Just go to the bread store. I promise you it's cheap. I can buy a loaf of bread 
that I normally pay $3.19 for, this double fiber whole grain bread at the grocery store, cost me $1.19 at the bread store. So think about going, stick it in the freezer, just get it out when you need it. And it's, there's nothing, bread is not evil, okay? It's not an evil food or anything like that. Um, and then try to add omega-3 fats to your diet. Now, those are, can be more expensive. People think about the fishes like salmon and halibut and, and shrimp have omega-3 fatty acids. And it's not fish that we eat a lot of down here, and, and I'll admit that salmon and things can be expensive. If you can eat them a couple of times a week, that's great. But if not, get those omega-3 fatty acids out of walnuts. Get them out of the um, olive oils, nuts, olives, things like that. And... Um, Another oil that you can buy, but is also expensive, or at least I find that it's expensive, is flaxseed oil, but people will buy flaxseed and put it on things. That's something that you can try. So if you would just take the time to think about reducing some movements we don't need to have, doing a little bit of food label reading and spending our place in the grocery store in a little bit different area, and then make it, if you want a website to go on that can kind of evaluate your diet for you, you go to the My Plate website, www.myplate.gov, I think it is. But if you look up my plate, you'll find it. It will actually let you go in and enter what you've eaten, and it'll give you kind of analysis of it and give you suggestions. So it's a real great place to go if you just go to, or they'll have a choose my plate. But if you just look up my plate on Google, you'll find it, and it can really give you some good ideas. Um, the last thing, just to talk real quickly about before we take questions, is rest. That's the third thing. Remember I said it's how we move the body, how we fuel the body, how we rest the body. There are a lot of people in this world who will tell you, oh, I never sleep more than four or five hours. I'm just perfectly rested with that. Statistically, they have found that if I test the cognitive ability or functioning ability of the mind of these people who say they can live on four and five hours of sleep, that their reflexes are slower, their thinking is slower, they're really not functioning at optimum. They've just learned to function at that. And learning to function there short term is one thing. Choosing to do it because I just don't get enough rest is another thing. If you're a person who just can't sleep, go to your doctor. You may have a sleep disorder. But they've, they've shown time and again and time and again with research that we really truly need eight and a half hours of sleep. Most of us don't get that. Okay. They've also done research that looks at accidents, car accidents and truck accidents, those types of things, highly associated with lack of sleep. And another thing that we know is that when you don't get rest, when you let yourself run on those four and five hours of sleep a night or three and four hours of sleep day after day after day, your risk of a heart attack or a stroke is very high. So even though you think you're running fine, I feel good, everything, in the long term, it's making you at a much higher risk of a heart attack or a stroke. So again, if you're not doing it by choice, go see your doctor. There are things that can be done. If you are doing it by choice, start looking at what your priorities are and trying to get a little bit more rest. It may not be worth it in the long run. Because like I said, we get one chance at this, guys. No. Unless God chooses to, you know, it's your miracle and your Lazarus and he raises you back, you're going to get one chance of what you do with your life and how you, how you take care of your health. And so this is it, okay? Now I'm going to let you ask me questions. And if you want to play stump the dietitian, that's okay too. Um, and like I said, if I don't know the answer, I'll email you back, you know, 
when I look it up for you. And I've also put my, um, like I said, there's some little handouts on the back and everything. So we're going to take questions for like 15 minutes. So if you don't have questions, then that's okay too. Okay, I'll go over here. I'm coming. This is Pete's exercise for tonight. So let's see if we can make him run back and forth across the room. I know you said to add omega-3s in certain fishes, nuts, and oils. What about supplements, omega-3 supplements? you can take omega-3 supplements, and what they'll tell you is for you to take an omega-3 supplement, you have to get 800 milligrams a day for it to really be beneficial. If you just take one and it's a 350 milligram fish oil tablet or a flaxseed tablet, it's not going to be enough. So it's fine to take the supplement, but you need to aim for 800 milligrams. Okay. That was the question I was going to ask. Like if you're trying to lose weight and your stomach just don't go down, you've been on a diet, mm-hmm. but your stomach won't go down, you just have that fat still there. Okay, are you losing weight in other places? Okay. Unfortunately, we don't get to choose where it comes out of first. It would be nice, you know, but that people like, well, I'm a spot reduction, and they used to wrap people in foil and plastic and all this kind of stuff trying to make them lose. It's one of those things, like I said, uh, some of it will be doing exercise that tightens the core of your body, which will help gradually reduce that. Another part of it is, is unfortunately, it may be how you're shaped, and it's going to be one of the last things you lose. It's just we can't, we can't spot choose, unfortunately. Wish we could. If I had a magic wand, I wouldn't be working. Because <laughs> I could fix everybody. Denise, prior to the uh, early 60s when they started using this high fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. there was less uh, occurrences of diabetes and metabolic mm-hmm. syndrome and that type of stuff. But it seems like lately, the more we get into this stuff, the more we use this uh, corn syrup, that there's been more development of gluten resistance or sensitivity, rather, and uh, insulin resistance. Is there a correlation between that, you think? Well, the insulin resistance and the metabolic syndrome and the diabetes are partially just related to the increase in weight, too, because we haven't been able to show with research that just feeding you high fructose corn syrup and controlling your weight and still exercising and everything would definitely cause diabetes. But we know that it usually leads to some increase in weight, which then makes you at much higher risk of all those things. Um, the, you know, the high fructose corn syrups were only developed back like then. As far as gluten sensitivity, that has become kind of a, a buzz thing uh, lately. And some of that associates around... Um, that there's certain foods, certain grains that are considered to be inflammatory, wheat being one of them. And a lot of people can do just fine with that. But if you have some of these, some people have, um, particularly if they have like an inflammatory kind of disease like ulcerative colitis or MS or some of these kind of diseases, if they get off of gluten, which is a, a protein that's in certain grains, they actually reduce their symptoms and their pain and things like that. It's just a very, very hard diet to follow. As a follow-up to that, I'm attempting to start something. I, I think it's called a primitive diet or an ancestor diet where you basically you get anything you want as long as it doesn't come in a box right? or which, have a label, you know? Right. I mean... Uh, most of us, as like I said, there are people 
who can eat lots of fat and their cholesterol and stuff doesn't go up or they can eat not lean meats and stuff. But we would all agree that the less processed food we ate, the better. Not only would we not be getting all the preservatives and things, but when we process it, we take so much out. And they sometimes add back some vitamins, but they don't add back everything. And in fact, there was a, I can't even remember the name of it. There's a new vitamin or mineral that was just recognized like in the last couple of months that we didn't even know existed. And because until you get people onto these really strict diets and they are eating very limited things, you don't even realize they're out there and then they develop a deficiency. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the primitive diet. Now, some people go to to the point of they won't eat anything they have to cook. You know, they can't be cooked. It's all raw, and that's not necessarily. But, you know, I have seen very few vegans, which are people who eat truly plant things themselves, who have really a lot of major health problems. If they were vegan before they developed the health problems. Do you believe in the conspiracy of uh, steroids and chicken? Well, I would say with anything, it's not... It's not great if we, the, the less preservatives, the less things that they've been exposed to, the better for us. Um, at the same time, I would have to say I'm not a person who necessarily buys all organic because organic is not always what people think they're getting. And if we could all grow up like I did where we had chickens and we could eat those, you know, it would probably be fine. But the problem is, is it's very hard. And it's not just chickens. I mean, it's any kind of animal, you know, those kind of things. And it's great if you can reduce it, but it gets to the point. It's just sometimes it's not realistic, is, I guess was, would be my point. But the most you can reduce it, the better. You scared me. <laughs> <laughs> he leaped out. <laughs> um, I skin, take all the skin and mm-hmm. fat off of chicken, mm-hmm. and I cut all the fat off of meat mm-hmm. prior to cooking it. Is that okay? Is that good? Is that Actually, that's good better? because that is where the saturated fat is. We still know that saturated fat's not great for us. Trans fat's worse, but animal fat, saturated fat, is not great. And it's not, like I said, there are people who can eat lots of fat and genetically won't do a thing to them. There's other people who it looks like all they do is look at fat and their cholesterol goes up. But we do know there is an association between saturated fat and heart disease. So, yes, that's still a good thing to be doing. And that's why, you know, in leaner meats and things. And what about the uh, seasonings that you put on them? As far as seasoning, this is not a popular thing to tell people in Louisiana. <laughs> and I don't do it either. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Is that, you know, it's recommended we get our sodium intake under 1,500 milligrams a day. That means you can't have anything, any salt, nothing processed because you're going to get extra sodium with that. Uh, you know, very, that's very, very low sodium. And for most people in Louisiana, that's just really hard to get used to. But if you can work yourself into it gradually and use more herbs and things, it's great. In fact, if you or grow herbs in little pots in your yard or something or in, on the patio, um, we know, we used to, we thought only about a fourth of the people in the world were salt sensitive, meaning that they would, their blood pressure went up when, they're, when they ate sodium. We now know it's a much higher percentage. And in fact, a lot of that research was done at Pittington here in Baton Rouge. And they did, and that's what they developed, what's called the DASH diet, dietary approaches to stop hypertension. And one of the big parts of it, it's very similar in some ways to a Mediterranean diet, but it has no salt. And you have to limit dairy products and stuff because of the sodium in it, too. So it's really kind of hard for some people to do, especially down here. 
So I'm glad you're on the salt issue because my daughter had a special diet with increased sodium. Mm -hmm. um, every time I go to the doctor, increase her sodium, increase her sodium. Okay, besides pouring a bucket of salt in the food, how can I increase her sodium? I mean, we do eight Gatorades a day plus eight um, waters, and then they keep telling us increase her salt, increase her salt. Is there foods that we can increase our salt? I mean, the trouble with foods to increase your salt, you're going to get fats and stuff. That's your things like sausage and bacons and stuff that are really high salt. You, she has an unusual condition where her body wastes sodium. That's unusual for most people. There's no magic food that's going to fix it. And, in, and even there are some experts who would question whether trying to do it with diets, you know, really going to get there because your body tends to try to negate that, what you take in like that. And so there's not any special food that's going to suddenly give her that's healthy that she could suddenly get a lot of salt from, sodium from. Are there like any fruits or vegetables that can energize your body? Intake? That can energize your body. Well, it depends upon what you're trying to do. If you are an athlete who has, who has run a marathon and you've depleted all of your stores of glucose, then eating something that gets in your blood very quickly, a simple fruit, like uh, that's where juice would get in very fast, or something simpler like uh, grapes or melon or something like that, would, get, would build your glucose back up real fast. But as far as just on a day-to-day -day basis, or just trying to make you feel more energized, no. That's when I would be looking at to see if you were anemic or something like that, because that's going to have a bigger factor if you're anemic, if you're getting enough iron. Any more questions, guys? Fantastic information here. Uh, when you were talking about the salt, uh -huh. does it matter what kind of salt? I order my salt, and I, I get Himalayan salt. Uh -huh. It has eight more minerals in it than other salts. Does, does it really? You know, a lot of people want to do kosher, uh, want to do uh, sea salt and stuff, but if you look at the sodium content, it, it's almost always the same or very close to the same, so it's really how much sodium it's got in it. Salt's not like a food that's real processed. I mean, it's literally just salt that's, clean and ground. It's not like there's stuff added to it. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of difference. We can take a couple of more questions that I don't want to run over. Okay. Um, with the sleep, do you have to get that all in a row? Because I have to get up by 5 to send the kids to school, and I can't be asleep by 8.30. Well, you know, I've never, I've never asked that question. I, I would say that my, my gut feeling would be that, no, you don't. Okay? It's resting your body but that it would not necessarily have to be all together. I'm not sure 30-minute, you know, seven 30-minute sessions or something is going to help, help you, you know. And, I, and I'm one of those people who can't go to sleep that fast, so it would be time for me to get up if that's what I had to do. But, no, I mean, there are people who nap. Think about the countries where they automatically have the siesta and then their day goes later and stuff. Um, I don't think it's, the, I don't think it's the, the period of time all in one time as much as the total rest that you give your body. I do actually know this. They actually say that the siesta thing in Spain mm -hmm. that they do is actually a healthier way mm -hmm. to actually sleep. That's the, that's the natural way. And and they'll eat their meals much later. And there's no truth to the thing that you can't eat late or it's going to make you gain weight. It's the calories you take in. I mean, you know, so it doesn't really matter. You know, they eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night or, you know, they siesta and then they work again and then eat dinner real late. It doesn't really matter. Okay, I've got time for one more question. <laughs> 
say beans good for you or whatever, but every time you eat it, give you gas. Why? Well, that's just because they are, it's a sulfur-containing compound, okay? And sulfur is what gives you gas. Some people are more bothered by it than others. You could take, like, Gas-X, which is, or take the little Beano tablets with it. The problem is you could put baking soda in it to reduce the gas formation but it, from the sulfur, but then that kills off some of the vitamins. Okay, last question. Can you define rest? What is the definition of resting your body? Is it sleeping only? They would say sleep. Yeah, they would say sleep, where your mind's not running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it's not running. So I appreciate you all letting me come tonight, and I'm really amazed that I was going to tease you all and say I only had 35 points to cover, you know, like Pastor P does on Sunday. He says, well, I'm just going to cover eight points, but um, I appreciate you all coming, even when you were forewarned that I was going to be here. So... Um, if you have any questions or just want to talk individually sometime, just email me at my email address. I'm not real good. that Nobody hardly emails me at the church email so address, so I forget to check it. And then some places I can't get into it. So just email me at my home email, and I'll be glad to email you back or call you or set up a time to get together. Mm-hmm. That, one up, that one right there. Come on. Awesome. How awesome was that? Isn't that fantastic? Thank you so much, Miss Denise. You know, God has blessed us here at this church with many, many wonderful people. And one such person is Miss Denise. What a wealth of knowledge. 30 plus years in nutrition, helping people with their bodies. And, and that's why it's a ministry here at this church. A lot of you didn't know that until t- tonight, that we have a ministry called A Healthier You, where Miss Denise is available to help you. Uh, obviously, she works a full-time job. She has a husband. She has a life. She can't be doing it 10 hours a day for us. But I know that there are a few people in our church already who have met with her on a regular basis and got the necessary help that they've needed, and it's really benefited their life. So, again, she's going to be hanging around for a few moments. But if you've got those questions and you just want some help, or you know, maybe there's some diet things, maybe you've got diabetes, and, and that's one of her specialities is helping people with diabetes and just different things, and, and she can maybe just sit down with you and help you in whatever capacity. And that's what we just want you to know. We want you to know that we're more than just a Sunday church. We want you to know that we're concerned in every aspect of your life. You know, some people get mad at us when we do things like this. You know, this is not spiritual. I mean, church should be church. You know, our bodies are the temple of the living God. And what we have had tonight is how can we educate ourselves that we can have a healthier body that can be a better representation and we've talked about this that our bodies can bring glory and honor to God when I look in the mirror do I really say my body my temple is really bringing glory and honor to God and so it's times like this that I think you know don't worry we're not going to be doing it every Sunday we're not going to be doing it every Wednesday night but times like this I think are really refreshing I'm looking forward to in a couple of weeks Mr. Dan's going to be doing a financial seminar for us on a Wednesday night just going through some things God willing, and the Wednesday after that, we're going to bring a marriage specialist in that's going to come and talk about marriage, and we're going to take some questions. Why? Because throughout this whole month, we're looking at the four key areas of our life. Physically, we're looking at relationally, we're looking financially, and we're looking spiritually. We're looking at how we can develop ourselves so we can keep calm and we can carry on. And for keeping calm and carrying on, guess what happens? We need to change. Even the small things, we need to change. And that's what the theme I want us to see throughout this whole month is, I need to change. 
It's not about this, remember. It's a finger pointed back at me. I need to change. And what did Denise say tonight? She said, there's no such things as unhealthy foods, but it's unhealthy habits. It's what you do with it, how much you do with it, when you do it. And so think about that, okay? It's not, I love Miss Denise when she says it's not that you can't have that. You can just have it in a smaller dose and balance it out with other things. And so plenty of great things. I hope you've learned a lot tonight. Let's stand as we get ready to close tonight. And, and here's what I'm going to do. Denise is going to be here, but use that email address, take that down and do that. And here's what we want to do. If there's anyone tonight that you just want prayer for anything tonight, just a special prayer, you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, you want to give your life to the Lord, we're just going to be up here at the end and we'll stay as long as you want and we'll pray with you and we want to help you. And every service, we want to open that up. So tonight, if you just need some prayer, you just need a word of encouragement, whatever it may be, we'd love to pray for you. But here's what I want to do right now. I want you to do something. I want you to pray for yourself tonight. Can you do that? Just like we pointed our finger, how about just laying your hand on your chest right now? Okay? You are laying your hand on, what did Denise say? A $250,000 home. Huh? We've kicked holes in the walls. We've allowed the roof. But you know what we're going to pray tonight? We're going to pray that God would give us strength. We're going to pray that God would give us wisdom. We pray that God would give us everything that we need that we would fix up our home, fix up our bodies, and do whatever it takes. Because Kelly and I will be the first ones to tell you we need you all. We don't have enough people in this church already to do what God has called us to do. And we need everyone to be healthy and ready to go. And I want to see us get healthy spiritually. I want to see us get healthy physically, financially, in our relationships. Man, I'm so desperate to see us get healthy. So pray for yourself right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we lay hands on ourselves right now. And God, we pray, God, this week that, God, habits would change. God, we pray this week that addictions would be broken. God, we pray this week that, God, it would be a new mindset. It would be a fresh start and a new beginning for us. God, I thank you for the body that you've given to us. And, God, we say sorry. Sorry for the abuse that we've put it through, God. Sorry for neglecting it and mishandling it. And, God, we pray that you would give us the strength and the wisdom to eat right, to rest properly, to eliminate the things from our lives that we shouldn't be doing, God, and replace them with the things that are going to benefit our lives. And God, we pray for healing right now in our bodies. We pray that healing would begin from the crown of our heads to the very soles of our feet. We rebuke diabetes. We rebuke sickness. We rebuke all these enemies that want to attack our bodies. And God, we pray, God, give us the strength. And God, we make this commitment. God, as for me and my house, We're going to serve the Lord. That means my house is going to come in line. My body is going to start glorifying you with everything I am. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. If you want prayer, please come. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartsease Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 
1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.